Hey everybody, good morning, it's Kedrick. And Stephen Michael. And we are here again on episode 7 of number our... Number 7. I know. Lucky number 7 um, of the podcast, Is This Your Playlist? Um, Stephen, how have you been? Everything's good. Uh, weather's strange today, uh, cloudy, there's a huge rainbow over the Coachella Valley, and it was beautiful. I don't know if you saw it today. I didn't see it. It was beautiful. Mm, yeah. And it's cool. And um, <laughs> yeah, we're here in the studio, uh, not a whole lot going on, just busy on the outsides. I mean, crazy thing about, well, music, Brittany lately, um, her manager says that there's a chance that she will not and could not perform again. That's probably just his opinion. I hope um, it's not informed but I think it could be to some degree she's been going through some things after her father's um, illness and unfortunately she's checked herself into a facility recently I'm not sure where that all stands but yeah no she went to court looking to get some more custody back of her conservatorship and yeah unfortunately I don't think it's looking too good for our golden pop princess yeah you know and it was funny because you wore the shirt to work and I think it said Brittany bitch on it and support and people kept saying that it was bitter bitch bitter bitch i'm like okay no that's not what it says <laughs> but he can be if you want him to be and you won't like it and they will not okay so um let's uh best of best of luck to britney Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, so for crazy. me so for me the week um you know um Duran Duran is my all-time favorite band. Um, we haven't really talked about them much, but they are. And they just announced another little mini tour of the West Coast in September. And I'm very excited about that. And I got seventh row for one night. And I'm happy about that. And um, there's a reunion that's happening. Um, but we'll talk about that later because it has something to do with some of the, you know, the um, artists in our, you know, thing today. <laughs> And um, so we're just going to, let's just, we'll start. Let's do it. Let's go for it. it. Um, So like I said, this is episode seven. And, uh, you know, the topic today was, is a huge one. And and Stephen Michael actually came up with it. And um, we are celebrating producers today. And they were British trio in the 80s. And they came up with some of the most iconic songs ever, if you ask me. And um, they're called Stock, Aitken, and Waterman. S-A-W, to those in the know. Um, I've said it before, I feel like I'm repeating myself in a way. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, little inside studio joke. Ouch, you just hit me in the face. <laughs> um, <laughs> slap! No. Um, yeah, no, if you don't know them by their name, you know their songs, you know their music. They were iconic in the 80s. Um, Dead or Alive really was their first stateside um, notice of who they were and then they went on which we'll talk about throughout the uh, episode and just created some as Kedrick said some iconic sound that uh, continued on through a lot of their music and it's, it's it's a quick a quick catch when you hear it even sampled today where it came from originally if you if you really know their music you'll immediately know you know where it comes from so um, yeah Stuck Aiken and Waterman a major influence of mine when I first came out in 86 Sneaking into the gay bars in Nashville and Atlanta, um, running off to a record store in Midtown called Let the Music Play. We would go and with my uh, friend Biff's um, list of vinyl and 12 inches that he would want to um, 
to pick up um, from uh, the store there in Atlanta. It was just, it was such a, an event for us to get all that new music and I'm thrilled that we're able to talk about it today because I know we're both very passionate about it. Yeah, um, you know what, it's funny that you talk about how you and Biff went to the uh, record stores and blah, blah, blah. I had friends as well in Bakersfield where I grew up and we used to drive down to LA to Melrose and there were three big record stores and we would always get like new stuff. And they used to sell these big, big, huge posters. And I had, like, these big, big, huge posters on my wall, like Erasure and Depeche Mode. And um, so Stock Aiken Waterman, you know, um, once I finally put the pieces together of some of the songs that I liked, then the light clicked. Um, I won't get into it too much right now because we have so much to talk about. But they have been a big influence in my life as well. And um, they're probably my favorite production team of all time. Um, and some of the music that they have put out still to this day, most of it, you know, st uh, stands the test of time. And, um, some of the artists are actually still out there doing something. So that's really awesome. So, um, I guess we should just maybe start at the beginning. So take it away, Steve. In the beginning. Um, <laughs> you know, in, in the very beginning, I mean, uh, they were working with a few artists who at that time weren't very known. I mean... I'm actually peeking into a book as I drop a bunch of stuff at the same time. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> staff. Where did that staff go? Days off. Shady. Um, <laughs> they're fired. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the Ministry of Pop, uh, the Stock Aitken and Waterman story by Mark Elliott, and so I'm peeking into that. You know, they started off with Hazel Jean um, in reality uh, doing some songs for her, and then the, it went into their entire journey through other artists like Kedrick? Um, like, um, if we're going to go to the beginning, um, I guess we should talk about Divine a little bit. I, mean, I guess. I was. I mean, I don't know if I should wait, but yeah, no, she started it in reality. Yeah. She was really the beginning. I, and that's so weird to think that Divine was like the first hit because it seems like they're so different than his style, but the two songs that they did, I'm So Beautiful and You Think You're a Man, I mean, those are their first chart hits. I believe it was number 16 for I'm So Beautiful and number 56, I think, for You Think You're a Man. And then Hazel Dean came along, and she was established at the time. <clears throat> but, you know, she needed a little bit of a kick in her career. And um, so they came up with um, Whatever I Do, Wherever I Go. And, I mean, that's such an iconic song. Um, and they really, if you think about it, Sockick and Waterman created like high energy in RG. <laughs> and um, so Hazel Dean came out and Divine came out and they were hits in the club. Actually, Hazel Dean's Whenever I Go, wh Whatever I Do, Wherever I Go actually went to number four. So that was a huge hit for her and them and it put their name out there. So as the story goes, um, someone showed up at the at their doors, wanting to sound like Divine and Hazel Dean. Hmm. I wonder who that was. I wonder who it was. Oh, maybe he was 6'4". Maybe he was from Liverpool. Maybe he looked like a girl. Was he 6'4"? He was 6'4". Oh, God. I never I know. blocked that, that height. Crazy. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, we're talking about the one and only Dead or Alive. Yeah. Uh, Pete Burns, uh, front man for Dead or Alive. I mean, they had hit after hit after hit. I mean, 
Um, Lover Come Back to Me, Spin Me Round. Um, Which was the first one. Yeah, I mean, a few albums with Stockick and Waterman. Um, when he first started, I mean, image-wise, kinky, curly, corkscrew hair, pale skin. I mean, just, you know, fairly hair. random. I mean, not <laughs> random, but, you know, kind of out there. But then it evolved into being much, much more throughout his career. And unfortunately, he's no longer around with us, but um, the music he produced with them, and then some after, of course, was just it's phenomenal. It still is played today, and people still love it. Let's just do it for Pete. Hail Pete Burns. Hail. Hail. Yes, I mean, he's, ama- <laughs> he's, he's amazing, absolutely. Um, yeah, he um, he brought You Spin Me Round to the producers. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to give them their names. Mike Stock, Matt Aiken, and Pete Waterman. And um, so Dead or Alive came around, <clears throat> and they already had established, they had an album out already called Sophisticated Boom Boom. And so they brought, you know, Spin Me Around wanting to sound like Divine and Hazel Dean. From what I understand, that's exactly what he said. He wanted to sound like those two, you know, records. And so they came with a band. And so at the time, this was their early, uh, early productions, and... So they weren't really used to having the band dichotomy. So from, you know, Urban Legend is that, you know, Dead or Alive was kind of hard to work with. And, I you know, and I've seen on TV on documentaries where Pete Burns and Pete Waterman just butted heads because they're very, 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 you know, dominant personalities. But, I mean, it got them number one in the charts. So, and it's gets released every few years and it's sort of like one of those songs like if I never hear it again I'd be happy but when it comes on it's undeniable like the power of it and it actually does remind me of when I came out in 1984 because we played Youthquake to the ground as Stephen Michael would say played it to the ground for your nerves for your nerves I'm slowly turning into him you are slowly but be yourself because that's what it's all about <laughs> Whatever. I'm giving him eyes. Rolled. I'm getting side eyes over glass <laughs> eyes. I'm getting four eyes. Well, I know. Well, yeah. No, I'm reading something in the book yet talking about Mike saying that him and Matt were um, a little. It was a little difficult working when a band was involved because there was a lot of opinions happening, and that's understandable when you have a lot of people who know what they're doing and see a see it a certain way. And Stockick and Water and definitely did that. And it it translated in so many hits that clearly they knew what they were doing. Yeah. It was all good. Good stuff. And Urban Legend is that Pete Burns didn't want to work with them again after Youthquake, but <clears throat> record company pressure said, You guys had hits with this, you know, this production team. So they went in and, and they did Mad Bad and Dangerous to Know, which is freaking amazing album and you know to hear Pete Burns talk about it it was the worst experience of his life but it's like dude you had hits so you know what you're gonna butt heads with people and that's just how it is so Dead or Alive continued to have hits um, when they left Stockick and Waterman and um, up until uh, you know Pete died I was actually very lucky enough to go to the Hit Factory concert in London seven years ago and it was the last time Pete Burns performed live. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, so very cool, very good, dead or alive. And so that led to um, another established band 
knocking on the PWL studio's doors, three girls. Banana Rama. Yes. Oh, wait, hold on. Yes, God. Yes, boy. <laughs> no, I mean, Banana Rama. I mean, what a powerhouse. Oh, and we just saw um, Shakespeare's sister on Graham Norton last night. That's, yeah, that was the reunion that I didn't yeah. want to talk about earlier because yeah. Siobhan Fahey from Bananarama is, uh, yeah, she's she's revamped and reunited with Shakespeare's yeah. sister. Very happy, about, very happy about that. Um, but back in her Bananarama days, so they came, so, you know, word on the street is that they came knocking on PWL Studios and they wanted to sound like Spin Me Round. It's funny how, like, the next group will want to sound like the, the previous the group, previous. and the next group will want to sound like the previous group. That's just the impact they had. And uh, people wanted to sound like them. Yeah. Like the, that, that sound, that SAW sound. Yeah. So they came in and, you know, they wanted to do Venus. Siobhan actually wanted to do Venus. And I've seen um, interviews, and Pete Waterman was like, nope, it won't work. It's not going to be a hit. But, he, you know, he bowed to pressure and they did it. So then. Apparently, they would do a mix that the girls liked, and they would play it. And then when the girls left, they put it back to the normal mix that they wanted. And, uh, you know, what came from it is Bananarama, like, aesthetically, for the Venus video, actually came out of their shells. There was not the um, big overalls and poofy hair. They were, like, crop tops and, and short skirts. And, and Sarah had a face because she was always behind that blonde hair. And... Um, you know, they got a number one in America. They've never even had a number yeah, one in their own country. It debuted at 89 and popped really fast. And it's still played a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, and it's used a lot. And it's, yeah, it's. And for me, it was the first dance routine that I learned all the way. That you do in concerts do when they're room. performing. Yeah, front yeah, row. You know, sometimes second. Yeah, that's how Front's not available. Um, yeah, I know. That's how it works. I mean. So, um, <laughs> you know, and. Um, you know, legend has it that, you know, that they were kind of difficult to work with because they had opinions. And I kind of think by by the time Bananarama came, they had, had enough hits to where the, 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 and they got coined Hit Factory, mm-hmm. you know. I think Siobhan coined them. Yeah. Oh, she did, <laughs> didn't she? And, uh, you know, so by the time they came along... They were kind of in that place of, okay, we're just going to make the songs and then we're going to bring people in to sing it, you know, willy-nilly. And Bananarama, they didn't like that because they wrote their own stuff before. So, you know, they did two tracks for Two Confessions and then they did a whole album, Wow. Hey, boy. And this, (laughs) Steven's about to start saying, but his his favorite song on that is I Can't Help It. Don't hold back. Hey, boy. Thank you. Thank you. I think thank, I can. Thank you. He thinks thank you he very can much. sing. He's thank, incorrect. Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, can he sing? Yes. Should he sing? Questionable. Yeah. <laughs> like the actual. Anyway. Anyway. So. Um, so yeah. So yeah. So Bananarama um, established themselves with Stockick and Waterman, and um, you know they had hits. Major hits. And then you know, as we all know, Siobhan left. To do uh, Shakespeare's sister, and then they brought in Jackie. Jackie was there for a few years, and she left, and now they're just a duo. And they just actually put out a new record, and uh, it's called In Stereo, and it's it's very Bananarama sounding now. It's their sound now. Yeah, and it's current for 
Karen and Sarah. And um, and it's and it, it's them. Together. Yeah, it's so, good. It yeah, works, it's, and it's I cool. love them. I like them a lot. It's cool, um, so. Even without Shimon, you're you have feelings. You're in your feels. Um, <laughs> and we haven't mentioned a lot of titles, but please go to our Instagram because Kedrick makes playlists for each episode with our hits and our best picks from our topics we talk about. So do that for yeah. sure. And we'll have a little social media plug here in a minute. Yeah. And, and follow me on Instagram or I'm not Instagram. Spotify. Follow me on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, let's just keep it rolling. It. Um, I sisters are doing it for themselves. Uh-uh. Let's see. Who could it be? Who could it be? Could it be? Mel. Mel. Hey, Mel. Hey, Mel. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kim. (laughs) We do this all the time. So, uh, the Golden Girls. Mel and Kim. I think we could just speak in (sighs) lyrics and titles of songs. I mean... It's a conversation. Mel and Kim. I mean, Hockney Sisters. Amazing. We love them, like, beyond... Yeah. You know, I mean, showing out. Get fresh at the weekend. Respectable. FLM. I mean, the album cuts alone that was, um, what, uh, uh, more than you know, was that a single or no, album? No. See some album cuts I really like. I do. Was it more than you know or more than words can say? That's it. Yeah. I'm thinking Martika. Yeah. Okay, that's a oh whole, other pod- whole other podcast. Whole other podcast. Sorry about it. Sorry, Martika. Sorry Hail, Mar- it. Hail Martika. Hail Martika in another podcast. Hail. Hail. <laughs> um, Mel and Kim, you know, they came along and, you know, they were stylish and they had cute clothes, and they were just, you know what, they were just a really, really, like, awesome duo, and they just seemed really into it, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, Mel came down with cancer, and she passed away right when they were about to start doing the second record, and as a posthumous uh, tribute to Mel, they put out That's the Way It Is, and, um, you know, and uh, Kim actually went on to a very successful solo career, and uh, she still does shows to this day, Kim Appleby, and, um, you know, she sings Mel and Kim songs, and she sings her own songs, and, um, yeah, they were just really, really cute, and they were cute in an era when, you know, that kind of look kind of was sort of out of fashion, but they just came in, and they just, they rocked it. Mel and Kim, they're, they're perfect. I mean, you really can't say anything bad about Mel and Kim, so. Well, something also just, I, I think we should probably make note of now um with um with 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 showing out get fresh at the weekend um it's they said they spent about 10 hours in the studio doing that it was built around a six minute structure um and that um the core treatments would then get reworked by the wider pwl pete waterman limited which is probably when that first kind of started that extra part of the factory the hit factory when they would go up, they would twirl up more, twirl up music even more so, yeah, so to speak. So yeah, no, the music is just it's still we still love it. Oh my god, it's so good. So loves it. All right, so um, we're gonna move on to um, probably. Well, she was the no, she was just awesome. I mean, I want to say something about <laughs> I want to say something about somebody else, but I don't know if I maybe I should let Stephen talk about. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, quickly, it, we're, you know, we're doing this fairly chronological. <laughs> no, no surprise. You know, we got a little structure, which is good. 
And um, yeah, you know, Princess was an <laughs> Princess was an artist, um, and is an artist, obviously. I think she's still clearly around. Um, that worked with Stockick and Waterman, and she had a couple of uh, great songs, and one that's just it's I call it desert <laughs> island music, where if you could only have a few songs trapped on a desert island, what would they be? <clears throat> and this is definitely one of them. And um, Say I'm Your Number One is just one of those songs that takes me there, back, beyond, slaps me down, pulls me back up, and then lets me fall to the floor comfortably. If that's a description, I did it. But no, um, the song is amazing, and they also did a mashup with a favorite Bananarama song, Trick of the Night, uh, which was probably one of the early mashup um, sample-type songs that producers started doing. And, of course, now it's very, very common. And, yeah, so, um, you know, Princess was just everything. I mean, I still, like I said, love the music, love it. She was at the Hit Factory show. Oh yeah, you saw oh, her. Yeah, and she did, and she sang "Say I'm Your Number One." Stop! Uh, you yeah. had to really just drop that and then kind of walk off. I'm sorry, I thought I told you. Well, I mean, I still have to react. No, for the people who weren't there the first time I heard it, and, and sadly, everybody she, was there. Everyone everybody, was there. Everybody was there. <laughs> and um, yeah, sadly, I mean, she had you know, brother got involved with her career. She probably could have done a lot more, but. You know, every once in a while, entities step in and, and um, the trajectory changes. And unfortunately, hers did musically. So, because of that. Um, and it's funny because I'm sitting here and I have my notes in front of me. And, like, <laughs> it's funny because I'll write something down and then I'll show it to Steve and Michael. And he'll just kind of, like, yes, no, or whatever. <laughs> like, shrug, so, keep talking, shrug. Like, I'm like, mm. So, um, we're going um, to we're gonna break... Because uh, we didn't talk for a long time, I am parched, and uh, we're gonna come back with um, some more, some more heavy hitters, um, probably the biggest ones of the of the flock, and um, yeah, so we will be back shortly. Hey, this is Charlie Harding with Probe Seven, and you are listening to Is This Your Playlist with hosts Kedrick and Stephen Michael. Hey everybody, we are back. Oh, and We're better so than back. ever. Better than ever. We're so back. I had to stretch a little bit. You had to stretch. You had to get a couple bottles. Too much. <laughs> couple bottles. Too much. Too much time to talk. We were dry. We were thirsty. We, we needed some ramekins. You, you reached for it. I'm happy. Finally, good. Get you a gummy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So stuck again in Waterman. Topic today. Mm-hmm. We are discussing music. That um, just made a lasting impression. Still, we play it almost daily at the gym. Oh my god, we we're do. quick. We're quick to play it. We're not. We're not afraid Mm-mm. when we can. And um, yeah, we were listening to some before we started, just to get in the mood. And some songs I didn't even know they. Some other songs. Some they've done many, many songs. I'm peeking in a book, and we're skimming through, and still dis- discovering things to discuss. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you want to start? So we start. So I figured that we would start off with their. Well, okay. This is their. This is the Stockake and Waterman foray into the, the whole boy band dichotomy. Um, there was Brother Beyond, but they were already an established band, and I guess we could just. I can just talk about. You know, Brother Beyond had the hard, harder I try. He had no competition. You know, very great good. songs. Quick to work with Stocky and Waterman, and they just kind of went off on their own. So that was 1987-88. But in 1990, they created um, a boy band called Big Fun, and um, they were. And um, it was <laughs> three guys, Jason, 
Phil and Mark. Now, if you were to see them, I mean, you know, you're going to have to say, those boys are probably gay. Now, the girls that like them, see, teenage girls, I think they, they look past that stuff. They're like, oh my God, we love them so much. But they were gay. Maybe that's why we relate to teenage girls so much. I know, right? Because <laughs> we like boy bands. Um, <laughs> so, so Big Fun came along. Um, they were actually, Mark, I'm sorry, Phil and Jason were actually in another group called 7th Avenue. And they came to Big Fun. And I remember going to the record store and seeing you know, this record, and it said, Big Fun, Blame It on the Boogie, so I figured it was the Jacksons cover, and it was another one that said, produced by Stock Aiken Waterman, and I'm like, great, I mean, that's what I do, like, I buy records, like, if they're produced by producers that I like, um, so they were really fun, um, you know, they, I mean, some of the dance routines were kind of abysmal, but, I mean, they were great, the music was great, um, and here's a funny thing, um, their, their album, um, Pocket Full of Dreams, was just added to Spotify like, last week, which was weird, because all the other SAW music, for the most part, is there, and uh, so it just finally got added to Spotify, and I'm very lucky enough to have Mike Stock as a friend on Instagram, and I actually sent him a message, and I was like, oh, um, Big Fun got added to Spotify, and he actually wrote me back and said, thanks for letting me know. I know y'all are fast friends, right. and we love that. No, we love that. No, I mean it's kind of fun, actually. It's fun, and you know it's totally fun. It's, it's totally like fun. it's like fan, fandom gone I mad. Know, it happens um, thanks to social media. Unfortunately, um, one of the guys, Jason, um, who was my favorite, he actually passed away, and um, I was sad to hear about that. Um, but the music, you know, lives on. Um, you know, handful of promises was really great. Can't shake the feeling. Um, you know, Blame It on the Boogie, and their last single was called Hey There, Lonely Girl. It was a cover of an old song. Excuse me, but, um, you know, some of my friends in London think that they're just, like, the Antichrist. I don't see what's so wrong with them, but, like, people really just didn't like them, but people really did like them as well. So, um, and I've heard through the rumor mill that, <clears throat> that they wanted to just kind of, the producers wanted to just do one song with them, Blame It on the Boogie, but, you know, when it was a hit, you know, you obviously want to get more of them out there, so Can't Shake the Feeling came out, and it was number eight. And, um, yeah. You are great with details. I always want to give you your props and kudos for that. Thank you. You have a little few notes written down, but you always know your, unless you're uh, just shouting out stuff. No. But I think you know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe call your bluff. Yeah. It says here, uh, I know this is in. <laughs> No, a big fun. You love them. I've always thought their music was totally fun, big yeah. fun, in fact. Uh oh. But I'm bumped. That usually doesn't mean that he likes Hit it. Hit me on your sidekick. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, no, big fun, totally fun. I mean, easy on the eyes, cutie boys. Uh, I mean, on all the magazine covers over in uh, the UK during the during the years, and um, yeah, no, there was nothing not to love. And I remember, I remember hearing this through the rumor mill, through the word on the street, and you told me that your friend Biff sent you an article about how Pete Waterman didn't want them to come out as gay because it probably would have ruined their career at the time. He encouraged them, I think, to <laughs> to stay in keep the it on hush hush. Although Phil and Mark were boyfriends at the time, so I mean that must have been weird to have to sleep in separate rooms. 
you know, no surprise in show business. So um, I think n- nowadays they could have come out and it would have been not that big of a deal, I think. So um, so moving on from big fun, um, should we talk about like the next one who's was established? Like she was a superstar already. And, you know, her career kind of like, <clears throat> it didn't flounder, but <clears throat> um, yeah, so... I'll let you. I'll let you take this one. Miss Donna. What was her name, Donna? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Donna Summer. I mean, everyone knows who she is. Huge, huge pop icon in the seventies. I mean, disco down, and um, just huge hits. And then, you know, stepped out for a minute, said some things about the gay community, and I hate to just kind of laugh through it. But you know, unfortunately, it was misguided, misdirected. She probably spoke without thinking too much how it would affect her in the long run, and it definitely did. And um, she went over to the UK and got together with Stock Aiken and Waterman and created a masterpiece oh. called Another Place in Time. Oh, my God. And it had numerous hits. It had hits here stateside. It was like, it's just... I mean, we could just sit here and just pause and just look out in the sky. I think probably nod our heads about how good it is. It's, <laughs> it's delicious. Yeah, it was. I mean, and here's the thing. The singles were okay, but the ones that weren't singles were were better. I mean, you know, it was just like you said. That's funny you say it like that. It was a masterpiece. It was it was awesome. I mean, I wasn't really a Donna Summer fan for the all the disco stuff, so... I mean, I think the first song that I liked was, and we were talking about this at work one day about um, the early '80s stuff. Um, she works hard for the money. Oh, you know, we didn't even talk about she works hard for the money. We talked about I've got my finger on the trigger, love is oh, control. Mean, yeah, and then right, you said right. I said Sunset People or something. State of Independence, The Wanderer. The Wanderer. Oh my God, The Wanderer. Okay. <laughs> so there we go. Okay, there we go. So, <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> she brought out This Time I Know It's For Real, and it was a worldwide smash everywhere, and it brought her back into the into the foray. And um, yeah, and she... Oh, you know what? I forgot to tell you. Um, I found out this week that she actually passed away seven years ago this week. Oh, wow. That's... That's timely for just talking about her. I know, right? Yeah, from the album, I Don't Want to Get Hurt, When Love Takes Over You, Dying for That Oxygen Through My Lungs and Lip Sync. And I'll sing her out loud, trust. Uh, this time I know it's for real. I've mentioned to you before, like in Atlanta, when it was hot, they would turn that mi- the volume down and everyone would shout it out with a megaphone. Mm-hmm. Shout it out. <laughs> and then they'd turn the music back up. Oh. Um Sentimental, I think we were playing, praying, yeah. praying and playing earlier when you came in. <laughs> break away whatever your heart desires. Dying for that. If it makes you feel good, dying for that. Love is about to change my heart. Dying. Gaga boots for that. And it's so funny with us, Stephen, <laughs> because the two that you didn't list are the two that I like. What, the, the only one? The only one. Okay. And in another place in time. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's, the whole album is and Great. whatever, whatever your heart desires. Ooh, I said that, but I love it. Oh, you did say that? Yeah. Okay. Please, it's one of my faves. Okay, I'm sorry. The entire album is good. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. It and, is. And um, I have heard, you know, word on the street is that Mike Stock thinks of that album as their best work. There you go. There you go. Um. So. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue. We, 
They've had some great stuff. They have, it's great. They have, yeah. It is have. really great. So um, let's go on to, I call them the Golden Boys, because there was two of them that were definitely the Golden Boys. So the first one, um, he was a T-boy at the studios, that you know, the PWL studios. And once they learned he could sing, uh, they crafted a song that, <laughs> I can't even tell you like how massive it was. And um, the song is called Never Gonna Give You Up. Mm. The singer is called Rick Astley. And um, he was, for me, like the first time, well, no, yeah, the first male that you heard the song and you had a vision of what it what they looked like. And then the video premiered on MTV here in America. And it comes on, and I don't know about you listeners, but I was just like, when I saw it the first time, I was like, oh, come on. No way. I mean, it was just like yeah, scratching, scratching your head. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. that mofo can sing. No, I mean, his voice is amazing. You know, he, and he was Stock Aiken Waterman's golden boy. I mean, Never Gonna Give You Up was the number one song in 1987. It was a number one hit in America. Um, they followed it with Together Forever, which is all, also number one in America. And um, he, you know, he had it going on, Rick Astley did. But he wanted to be an artist, and he wanted to write his own song. So on the second album, they let him write some of his own songs, and they threw some of theirs in. And um, then he left, and he did serious music for a long time, and he was gone for a long time. But in the advent of YouTube... There was a thing called Rick Roll where like you would press on a video and it would come the video would come on, but then all of a sudden never gonna give you up would come on. <laughs> Just out of nowhere. I don't know how it almost sounds like a virus to me, but I don't think it was. But it reinvigorated his career and he came back and he did a tour and he had an album that was number one. And um he's currently okay, I'm sad about this a little bit because I didn't get to see it. I'll live. But um he's on he's on tour with Take That in England right now and uh yeah, he's an he's awesome. I mean, uh, we saw him at the um, Troubadour <clears throat> in L.A. and uh, he can really sing. And he sang the crap out of um, God. What was the one he did? Oh, they do Highway to Hell by ACDC. Oh, and, wow. he, and he plays drums and he's singing it. It was amazing. He <laughs> just he can sing anything. He's he's virtuoso. You he, know, he had a song a few years ago called uh, Lights Out. Yes, it was good. It was a good yeah, single. I yeah, like that's that. from the that was from the album that went to number one. Cool. I think oh, it was called Fifty because he turned fifty, and uh, you know he um, he wanted to go out on his own, like I said. But before he left, there was Stuck Aiken Waterman wanted him to sing a, a, a uh, can't talk a specific song, and there is a demo out on YouTube, and it was called Nothing Can Divide Us. Now. You know, if you're in the know with SAW, you know that that was the first single by Jason Donovan. Dun, dun, dun. Nice segue. I know, right? How did you know I was ready to talk about him? Mm. Books are open. Pages on (laughs) Wikipedia are pulled. Yeah, no, Jason Donovan, cutie. Yeah, he was beautiful. Um, Yeah, I mean, I was still in the blondes then, so. (laughs) I think I was blonde then, so. I I would have been into you, I guess. He tweets regularly. He's on tour right now. Um, yeah, Jason Donovan. He was an Australian, Australian actor and singer. 
Um, he was working in an Australian soap called Neighbors, and uh, he began a career in music in about 1988. Um, sold about 3 million records, and his debut album, 10 Good Reasons, was the highest selling album in the UK in 89, mm -hmm. with sales over 1.5 million. So and, that's cool. And that was another masterpiece album. That's read from Wikipedia. I just didn't ramble that off off the top of my head. I probably Giving credit where credit's due. I know, but sometimes you just gotta rattle stuff. You just gotta up. say it. You, you just gotta say what you mean and mean what you say. You know, I mean, he's on tour right now. Amazing midlife crisis tour. Um, just reading his Twitter for a minute. Um, but yeah, great music. Have I think his uh, first CD and I think his greatest hits, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, but yeah, no love his music. Um, I'm trying to find my chart. Where to go? While he's looking for that, I'll, Ooh, give, I'll, give, you cheating, some, I'll give you some. I'll give you some giggery here. Um, so Jason Donovan, yes, he was on Neighbors. Uh, he played Scott, and uh, Scott and Charlene were the most popular two people on there. Uh, Charlene, uh, well, we'll be talking about the actress that plays her in a little bit. Um, but yeah, Jason Donovan came out, and uh, he was just the quintessential blonde Australian. He loved to play guitar in the videos, even though he didn't really play them on the record, but that was the kind of vibe he wanted. Um, great, you know, great songs. Um, Ten Good Reasons, like Stephen Michael said, was number one. Um, 1989, he had a follow-up um, called Between the Lines, which had another uh, round of hits. Um, and uh, then he did Joseph and the... Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat in London for a few years. So he had another number one with the theme song, Any Dream Will Do. Oh, and uh, he had two more. He had another album to do with Saki Gawarman, but they so they just did a Greatest Hits album. And he put out um, my favorite Jason Donovan song, RSVP, and um, a cover of the Turtles, Happy Together. And that was his last um Work with with SAW before he went on his own. He had a little. He had some. He kind of had some like personal problems go on, you know, in the years later. But he's back, and he was actually at the Hit Factory show that I saw in London, and he was the second to last artist. And I'd never seen him in concert before, and I'd never seen him live. And I'm, I mean, when he came out, he came out with "When You Come Back to Me," and I freaked out. I don't know what it was. It was just like, oh my god, I can't believe he's there. And um, so, yeah, he was, um, you know, I call him and Rick Astley the Golden Boys because that's kind of what they were, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, other the songs that uh, I, I love and still love by him, uh, To Me Broken Hearts, Every Day, When You Come Back to Me, Rhythm of the Rain, which I love. That was a cover, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Nothing Can Divide Us, I was just uh, talking about earlier. And, um, yeah, no, just I love Jason Donovan, still a cutie, and um, he had a great uh, duet with, I think, our next artist, which I'm going to knock the ball back into your court. <laughs> uh, he recorded a, an amazing duet that's on every compilation you can pick up of SAW. It's played daily at, <laughs> at our employment, um, if we can squeeze it in. And, um, yeah, no, uh, Especially For You was a huge, huge hit with Stock Aiken and Waterman, Jason Donovan, and a lovely young lady by the name of... You say it. Kylie, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and the funny thing is like that came out and they sang it on their wedding. Oh, on, on the on show, Neighbors, yeah, oh, on the show, and um, yeah, I mean, it was a huge hit. Um, it was number one in January of nineteen eighty nine, and um, 
Was it a Christmas number one? No, it wasn't a Christmas okay. number one. It was, I think, if I remember, oh God, who got the Christmas number one that year? 89, 89. I can't remember who it was. And is that still a huge, a huge thing in the UK as a Christmas number Probably one? Probably not. I mean, the way that the, the way that the charts are there, no, I don't think it is. Christmas number ones back in the day were just a big deal for producers and artists to get. I mean, to be number one at Christmas time, it was a huge thing. Because it's because it's such a big, um, you know, buying time, you know, purchasing stuff, gift giving, all that, and Spice Girls got it three times. Yes. So, um, but anyway, so I wonder what they would sound like if Stock and Water and produced them. Spice Girls? Uh-huh. Mm, I can't see I can't see Jerry get, Jerry would not get along with them. They can have a beer downstairs and <laughs> Siobhan can like order for them and Siobhan. she can jump in and say, Okay girls, this is what you gotta do. <laughs> Sorry, tangent. Tangent, okay. Tangent. So um I think um I think we should take just a no, no one just keep it going. Okay, so Kylie. Um big star in Australia on neighbors. Um there was a charity event um, that they put on, and they didn't have content. So someone said, just do the locomotion. And so Kylie you know, jumped out and did the locomotion. Um, needless to say, it was, uh, it was released as a single in Australia, and it went to number one. And Pete Waterman somehow got a hold of Kylie. And, and this, is one of the, this is one of the word-on-the-street things that like people talk about. So... So Mike Stock and Matt Aiken are at the, you know, the, the office or whatever, and they keep getting this, you know, these calls from a girl named Kylie Minogue, and they're like, who are you, blah, blah, blah. So she shows up at the studios, I guess, and, you know, Pete had not told Mike and Matt that she was coming. Surprise! <laughs> so they were like, uh, okay, so she, they're like, okay, well, just hold on a second, you know. Hang out. We, yeah, hang out, we've, hang got, out. we've got it. And they wrote, I should be so lucky in 15 minutes, in I believe. A hot minute. So, um, and we know that was her first number one. It was number one for five weeks, I believe. And um, that started a career that still to this day is going on. She's still going. Um, she, she left, she left FD, uh, SAW after the Greatest Hits album. And, um, I mean, hit after hit after hit, Better the Devil You Know, um, Step Back in Time. Uh, never too, never too late. Uh, hand on your heart wouldn't change a thing. Um, and she's gone strength to strength to strength. And um, it's apropos that she's closing this one out because she is my all-time favorite female singer. And I even have a tattoo of um, one of her. Um, I have a tattoo of her name on my arm, and uh, she is amazing. And you know, she's about ready to release another. Um, retrospect hit compilation blah 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 and it's called Step Back in Time and so you know three new songs I think three new songs three new songs Um, one's called New York City Um, and she she wanted creative control and um, so um, you know legend has it that when they were going to put out Better the Devil You Know she basically had the video she shot the video herself and um, presented it to them and they were kind of like, because uh, that was when the start of her kind of coming out of her shell of like Just super nice girl, you know, girl next door. And, you know, by the time What Do I Have to Do video came out, she was just real, like, you know, she was vixen mode. And, um, but she's always just been, you know, she's the golden girl for them. I know she is because she lasted the longest out of everybody. Um, 
So, and what's your experience? With no, that? I mean, I've gotten lost in this book. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in the pretty pictures and the big words. Um, you know, you know, Kylie was just here uh, at the tea dance for the white party. Last Still, year. yeah, last year. Um, still going strong. She was on Graham Norton talking about her greatest hits coming out. Um, some of my favorite tracks uh, by Kylie. Um, I love It's No Secret. I love some of her earlier ballads. Um, and um, uh, I guess I like it like that, which is just, I mean, it's just like, do it. <laughs> just do the damn thing. And yeah, Kylie's amazing, and I have lots of free music. And I mean, it's good for her for still going. She was a little actress. She did San, Andre San Andreas. Did you see her in that? I couldn't watch it because I heard she was. I heard she was not nice in the movie, and she, I can't see that. It wasn't that. She was just literally in it for a hot minute, and then kapow, and then the building just split in half. So, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert: if you haven't seen the movie two years ago, um, yeah, no, Kylie, she's still going, and um, love her. And I know Bifford loves her, uh, so shout out to Bifford's love for Kylie and our love for Kylie. All hail Kylie Minogue. Hail. hail. So um, I think that is it. <clears throat> and um, yeah, this was a really good one. This was and a good one. We usually, and it's funny because we usually split it up, you know, into other parts and just try and like kind of like give ourselves some breathing room. But this time it was sort of like, let's just do it because it's such a big topic that that I figured we should just kind of like do it that way. Um, and again, there's so much, I'm sure we'll do another part to this sometime down the road, maybe next season. Um, there's so much to cover that it's, you know, we want to give everybody their due time, but those I think are the one, those acts are the ones that to us, I think Stock Egg and Water either made the career, they had the biggest impact in music at that time. Um, or they just had an impact on us for various reasons why we picked them, but they really stood out to us as the front runners in the in the hit factory. Yeah. Um, so they, yeah, they're they're really awesome. I'm sorry, I'm getting kind of emotional here because um, it just it takes me back to a simpler time in life, and uh, that's what music means to me. I'm sure that's what music means to you, Stephen Michael, Absolutely. and. Hopefully the people that are listening, you know, these things will exude a feeling, a good feeling for you. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to go for now and we're going to come back with our favorite section of the podcast and uh, coming up honorable mentions. So we will be back shortly. Hey, ever thought about doing a podcast and didn't know where to begin? Same here. We checked out anchor.fm on the web and on the app on our phone, and we are hooked up. Try it today and get started like we have. Our podcast, Is This Your Playlist, is up and running. Stay tuned here for more musical madness, crazy antics, and wicked opinions from hosts Kedrick and Stephen Michael. Each week, a new episode airs here on Anchor and across all podcast platforms. Hey guys, this is Kedrick. And Stephen Michael. And we want you guys to reach out to us on social media. We've got Instagram and Twitter. And those uh, handles are ITYP underscore podcast at Instagram or Twitter and and our email address is is this your playlist at gmail.com so reach out to us we're waiting hey everybody we're back with our honorable mentions and this is the part 
where we rattle off things that we couldn't talk about before, topics we couldn't talk about before, people that we didn't have time to talk about before. And SAW, this one is huge. So we're just going to kind of just, we got three minutes and we're going to rattle it off and go. Samantha Fox, worship her. They did a few songs with her and I love them and I'm so glad that they touched her music catalog, right? Right, nothing's going to stop me now. I mean. Yeah, that was I want to be with you. Mm, that's see that's your song. Ooh. And then love the, it. and then they did um you started something and um, they actually did too late to say goodbye which is on Jason Donovan's first album, but they gave it to Jason instead of and they actually gave Boy Crazy, another little honorable mention, Ooh. one of Samantha Fox's songs she didn't take. That was That's, that's what, what love can, can do. do. Hello, Sam. Hello. Hello. No tea, but mm -hmm. good for Boy Crazy. Yeah, and Boy Crazy was actually their last big hit as the Stock Ink and Waterman, you know, flag. Um, let's see. Um, Pepsi and Shirley. Heartache, <laughs> and that Fool's plays all game. the time. And it's so funny when that plays at work. Shame, shame. <laughs> when that plays at work again, um, like no matter what we're doing, we it just is, stop and like dance or two. It is time to remember break we out in, into song. Remember, we were in the front, like we we're checking people in, and it was on, and we just like sang it, and it was just like they we both wait. came out like. They will wait, I the know, music but... will not. Okay, there you go. There you go. Coin it. Go. Um, I mean, we mentioned Divine earlier. Um, Sonia. I mean, sweet little redhead, carrot top. Was she, she red? She was healthy. Strawberry blonde. She was healthy, but she had, <laughs> she had a little kick to her. Her songs are cute. Uh, she had some really fun songs. You'll Never Stop Me From Loving You. Oh, that was the best and, one ever. And um, she was involved with the Band-Aid music that, yep, yeah, uh, Do They Know It's Christmas. Yeah, and yeah. um, she had another song from them. I don't need to flip through the book. Help uh, me out. I can't forget you. Listen to your heart, counting every minute. In listen the to world. your heart. Uh, Love it. Just Sonia. Just those. off the top. One of those. And okay, I get it. Bam. Okay. Bam. Bam. Let's see. Um, oh, Suzette Charles. Tell me. Crickets. Um, Tell Su me. Suzette Charles was um, the runner-up Miss Universe. The same year as Vanessa Williams. Ooh. So when Vanessa Williams stepped down, she stepped Charles up. was the she ended up being the the winner. She stepped and up. she and she wanted to sing. And so she sought out Stock Aiken Waterman and she, you know, she had a couple of songs. They didn't really chart well over there, but one of them is called Free to Love Again, and it's so good. So good. It's like, oh, so good. One of the later things for them. So my final one, Lonnie Gordon, happening all over again. So good. Good, good music. Now, I mean, it's been disputed, but like I keep hearing that happening all over again was, was meant for Donna's Ooh. next record, which I can totally hear totally her singing. Because it's funny how Lonnie came out right when Donna but was But she had gone. so many, so I mean, Lonnie oh. needed that. Yeah, Lonnie, yeah, great singer. Um... Very underrated. Um, she had great songs with them. Um, I don't have a I don't have the strength. Or what was it? Uh, there was another. There's happening all over again. There's if I have to stand alone. If I have to stand alone. There's beyond your wildest dreams. So which, Love which, that. Which Sybil did as well. Ooh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's what I'm I kind of forgot about Sybil. Hmm. And she did better off. Uh, Lonnie Gordon did better off without you, which Hazel Dean also did. They they would recycle songs. They did sometimes. Um, one of the most famous ones is. Uh, got to be certain um, Mandy Smith did it first and Kylie did it better. 
And um, finally, the ultimate. The ultimate. You cannot do a Stock Aiken and Waterman retrospect podcast. Honorable mentions without. Everything. You can't do it. Without talking about. Roadblock. 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 Now, I know this for a fact that they put it out. All it was was a white label that said Roadblock. They didn't have their name on it because they didn't want to get judged. So then when it was a hit, Pete Waterman's like, ha ha, that's us. Surprise. Surprise. And they also had Pat Jammed with the Party Posse and SS. Pat Jammed with the Party Posse. And SS Paparazzi. Which is my favorite Sucking Waterman song. Um, oh my God. I think so, we did it. Um, there's one more thing I want to what, what, talk what? about. So um, it's sort of like a six, it's like a six degrees of separation thing. So Mike Stock talks about his, when they ask him what his biggest worst decision in his career is. Biggest worst. He talks about turning down Take That. I'm sure. And um, the songs that would have been Take That songs, uh, they're called Same Old Promises and Experienced. And they went to a group called Worlds Apart. And funnily enough, Worlds Apart, Nathan from Brother Beyond is in Worlds Apart. And Hmm. Nathan from Brother Beyond... Worked with Mike Stock and Matt Aiken is Pete Waterman. Yes. There's a pie chart that he's pulled out. The oh, that's not true. That is not true. I don't have to read a book. Percentage. Oh, that was something. <laughs> that was red hot. That dig was red hot. Oh, please. We're, and we're, on that note. We're friends. Remember, this is lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. Seven's a good number for us. Um... Next week, um, I'm not sure if we really talked about it, but I might give Stephen Michael the week off because he's going to be going to DragCon. Oh, we're not going to do something. So, the, week, so there might, so there might be, it might be nothing. It might be Coachella. I don't know. It could be, it could be solo spots. Else. I don't know. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking out the window, planning yeah. his whole situation. I don't know. What <laughs> it's, I don't know what it's all about, but it's something. That's, no. It's always something with it's us. It's always something That's with us. That's why we love each other. Um, I just want to say one more time, and I say this on every episode, I love you. I love you. Uh, thank you for being so open to do this with me. And it's just, it's going. It's it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, so um, We're having a blast, and I'm so glad the listeners are there listening with us and enjoying our growth because they're with it. They're with us. You know, mm-hmm. They're doing it. And, you know, it takes two people to make this work. And, and I feel like we have we have the things that we do um, to make it work, and to make it bigger. And I know that we're just going to expand it, you know. And um, it's just going to be awesome. And um, everyone had a beginning. Absolutely. Everyone had to start somewhere. And I think this is our start. And the fact that two months in, it's on iTunes already is huge, huge. for us. Now available so, on iTunes. I know, right? So, um, so keep listening. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. It's, it's in, in the, the can, can, Pete. It's, it's in, in the, the can. can. It's in the can. It's in the can. Shut up, can. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>